Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome in. I am not Jonathan Hood. I'm not David Kaplan. You are not David Kaplan. You have a, a much better head of hair. You know say. what? It's not well groomed today, though. Well, it's early. Yeah, it's, it's like early. Hat head. It's I, early. I will tell you this. I'm just happy I got here. I mean, I, I, look, I drive aggressively. But I call it an aggressive defensive style. Like yeah. if you're, I mean, if you're if you're not being assertive, you're you're going to cause trouble. Oh, absolutely. I think the morning traffic crew is an entirely different animal than the eleven o'clock or eleven thirty oh, yeah. crew. Like if you don't, if you aren't in full NASCAR mode, you're going to get mowed down. Oh, dude, I drove, I flew down Lakeshore Drive here today, and it's the same thing. I feel like my aggressive driving came from delivering pizzas because, like. I was, you know, trying to get there in a certain amount of time. It wasn't like a like that that thirty minutes or less is BS. But yeah. like you want to get a good tip, so I'm through the streets of Libertyville, Vernon Hills, Mundelein. Oh, there's a ton of traffic there. Oh yeah. yeah, I hit a deer once. And Did like, you really? Oh yeah, dude, it was bad. Um, for the deer, or for your car, or both? for my car? No, yeah. the deer got away because I just hit it on the butt. And then it ran away, and my car got the mess of it. And I wanted to leave the little tuft of hair as a reminder to other dudes. Let me tell you the story about my father-in-law in South Carolina about this. I know we're completely derailed the show. That's fine. I mean, we're just two minutes that's in. Did point, I ever tell you the story? The Hold on. That's the point of spring trading, though. Today we're doing spring trading. We are in for Cap and Jay Hood. It is myself. It is Tom Waddle. At 10 o'clock, you're going to get Jay Hood at Sylvie. At noon, you're going to get Bleck and Yurko from 2 to 6. Poor Carmen. You're going to get Cap and Carmen, and then from six to eight, you're going to get Tyler and Meller. We're messing it up at spring well, training, already, baby. You know, you, you've you've already added too much structure to this show. I'm just saying that. now that people know why yeah. we're here. What happened in South Carolina? Okay, so we were as we always did. I mean, we were. It was my wife and I had been together. We were married at the time for a long period of time. I don't believe my best friend from college had yet married my sister-in-law, and then my my wife's older sister. It was married to her husband at the time, but it was like a new, it was a new crew, mm-hmm. you know, like my father-in-law passed away last, last May, I believe it was. But prior to that, like we were a, a unit, we spent, you know, all summers together, the four of us until my brother and sister-in-law got divorced. Anyway, that's a different story too. Anyway, the moral of the story is, is we're down in South Carolina, we're coming back from a golf, you know, playing golf and we're driving back to the house that we had rented and there are a lot of deer on Kiwa Island. Mm-hmm. So basically we're driving and my, my brother-in-law's driving the, the car that he had rented and all of a sudden you hear a boom and a deer had run out of the, the woods and he run into the back of the car and Ooh. was laying on the ground basically motionless and we stopped the car and we're all like, oh, what the hell's going on now? <laughs> so my father-in-law, Gino Capaletti, you know, it, it, it fits kind of some of the stereotypes. He gets out of the car. He goes, I got this. So we're all standing there. He takes like there's this plastic bag in, in the car. He grabs it by one of the legs and drags it into the woods. 
Oh, and no. we're all like, yeah, we're all like, oh, my God, what did oh, he do? No. Did he just take the deer into the woods and, and, you know, put it out of its misery? And he just kind of walks back and goes, all right, we're done. We, let's go. So he it, it felt like, I don't he know. He suffocated I, it? No, no. I don't, did he I just use think, the bag to, no, like, as a glove? No, I think he just dragged the deer into the woods and just kind of got it all. And if it resuscitated itself, fine. Okay. But, like, the, the rumor was for quite some time that he, he went in there and put it out of its misery. Oh, because it was I, like a scene. Say, it was like it was like an animal bag. Well, there was a bag. It was a plastic bag. So like did a, he suffocate the I deer? I don't think so. Because I watch no. a lot of murder shows. My wife listens to a lot of murder podcasts. Listen, if I don't show up for a day, go to her first. Because and, well, look, and look at her phone at the last podcast she listened to. Because odds are that's how I die. I, I think that a lot of married couples could make that. I'm that just claim. saying. I'm just saying. She listens to a lot of murder podcasts and like. Everyone will tell, like, strangling something or suffocating something was, like, the most intimate way to kill well, someone. Okay, like, it's very personal, time man. Out. No, no, he took he the bag. He had an experience with, the, with that deer. It's like a Harris Teeter um, grocery bag. Yeah. Like, something that you would just, it was a plastic you bag. You could put that thing over the deer's head and well, make, it, could, make it work. but I don't believe that was the case. He didn't want to touch the deer, so he okay. put the bag on his hand and pulled the deer into the woods. That's fair. It's probably before we were there all There was carrying. blood coming out of its nose. Oh. There was a little bit of blood. On, we felt bad, but there was a, Listen, my brother-in-law and I were best of friends in college, so we were like, we've seen a lot of stuff. But then my other brother-in-law, we were just kind of like three young guys looking yeah. at each other going, oh my God, the... That's awesome. Our father-in-law just, you know, took a deer. <laughs> Mr. Capaletti took the deer out into the woods and, and put it out of its misery. You can watch. We, his... He didn't want to really talk about it afterwards. That's my point. You can watch we us. We didn't on... want to talk about Listen, it afterwards. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv/slash ESPN1000 Chicago. Good morning, to all the Twitchers. The coach Rico is saying he's probably sitting there's like shh, shh, shh quiet, shh, shh, just putting it out of shh, just putting it out of its misery. This poor thing. Listen, he 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 grew up in. In, in Minnesota, a very tough environment. Okay, so like he had seen and I'm sure done some things over the course of his time. Like if he had to put the deer out of its misery, that's fine. He could have. Do it with a big like, rock I couldn't or something, have done man. that. I didn't have it in me, but he took it into the woods and we were like, he wasn't there very long. Yeah. But we were just like, what the F just happened here? Uh, I don't know if I could do that. Okay, so that was my the deer, my, my, a Welcome deer hit a car, and my father-in-law dragged it out into the woods. And we don't know whether or not he put it out of its misery, or the thing eventually <laughs> resuscitated itself and got up and ran away. Don't Man, know. I don't know if not I could sure. do that. Like one time, we had a Chris when Chris and I lived together. Chris Black and I lived together for like six years. Uh, we had a rat problem. Just well, we had one rat problem. We had one. It was rat. you? That, no, uh, it was no. you. I'm not rat on people. Listen, snitches get stitches, man. Uh, we had one rat problem, and we got. A, our landlord gave us this uh, trap that you could set up, and it would, the rat could go in, and it would electrocute the rat. And we both oh, just, cool. like, neither of us, we put it in where we thought the rat was going to be, and neither of us slept that you night. You only thought it was one rat? We, it was, well, was... No, because I saw one rat. And we that only, doesn't mean there's only one rat. Well, I understand that, but we... Um, we thought that basically, like, I didn't sleep because it was closer to my room, and I thought I was going to hear the, like, <laughs> this rat. So I'm, like, waiting up all night, like, in my bed, like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to hear this rat get electrocuted. I've never heard of a trap created like that. I've, yeah. I've seen that, you know, one that will snap and, and catch its neck. No, or this is like a they big... put poison in the box, and the rat comes and eats the poison and takes it back to the rat family, and they all get sick and this die. This is supposed to be, like, more humane because it does it instantly because it just electrocutes them and they die, and it's, like, it's pretty big like it's it really like, humane to it me it looks like a small mailbox yeah. you know like a small like one of those like the 
Like, you know what I mean? A mailbox. Yeah. Everybody knows what a mailbox looks like, unless you live in the city, and then you just have, like, a key or something like that for your mailbox. But anyway, we I, we didn't get the rat. Anyway, we no. just Basically, we just my landlord came and just uh, put, like, plaster over where he thought that, because there was, like, a hole in the wall, and then... That was it. That, that was, was the end all. of our rat problem. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. We should probably take right. the garbage out more. Listen, it's tag day in the NFL. But it is hey, tag day. Look, you know? And uh, before that, you know, we had some news yesterday. Geno Smith gets uh, a bunch of money from the Seattle Seahawks. That happened while we were on the phone with uh, Peter King. Yes. I, I that was a great interview with Peter King. He's, Peter's great, as he, you know. I mean, you've dealt, you've dealt with Peter. Peter's awesome. And then before I heard that, you guys talking last night as well, though. I mean, Pete can take Peter can take dude. Pete. Peter can take a he could take a one a one topic story and and write a novel about it. Yeah. but that's a gift. Well, he's that kid you hated in class, where the teacher wow, was shit. like, "Here, you write Three a seven pages. page paper," and the dude turns in eleven pages, and you're like, "What the hell, dude?" Like, he makes the rest of you look. Why bad. are you making us all look bad? Like, yeah. that's not fair. I turned in five pages, which I stretched out to seven by doing the double little space. indents and double spacing yeah. and, and doing like twelve point five font. Even though I didn't think the teacher noticed, she knew. She knew. They knew. Like, they obviously knew. Uh, but before that, Derek Carr gets a bunch of money, and then the rumor is today that with two quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is scheduled to get the uh, non-exclusive. We don't know yet. That's the thing. From all the the talking heads, all the reporters, and we'll ask Albert Breer this when he joins us at eight thirty-five today. They don't know if it's going to be the non-exclusive or the exclusive tag. The exclusive tag is more expensive. It's it's more money. Uh, I believe I heard Jeff Darlington say earlier today that it's about $42 million. So it's a little bit more money than the uh, non-exclusive tag. But that means that people, other teams can make offers to him if they want to. Uh, and also, um, you've got Daniel Jones in New York. They need to come to an agreement with him or tag him today I by that, the deadline. That thing seems to me like a no-brainer. We talked about this late yesterday. And I know everyone is is revolted by, oh my God, Daniel Jones, he stinks. I don't, I'm not in that camp. I, I, I'm in the camp that it's a really difficult position to play. Yeah. at a high level, you know, it, it really is. I'm not telling you he's the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, but we spent a lot of time saying, hey, we want uh, Brian Dable to be the, you know, there was a talk when the Bears were searching for a coach. Why not bring Dable in? Yeah. He did a really good job developing Josh Allen. He's got a great resume as an offensive minded guy. If jo- if Brian Dable says to you, hey, listen, we want to go forward with Daniel Jones, that says something to me because I trust his ability to evaluate players. Now, with that said, I'm not giving Daniel Jones $45 million a year or whatever it is he's asking for. Or the report is he and his agent are asking for. If it's my, my team and my approach, I liked what I saw from Daniel Jones last year. I get it, 15 touchdowns, five five interceptions he also ran for 700 yards and what was it seven rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. so for an offense i mean we we bemoaned not having any receivers here in, in chicago last year the Giants' situation wasn't a whole lot better like they really did a nice job making chicken salad out of you know what so i'm intrigued if i'm the giants fan i want to see J- daniel jones back but i don't want to see him back in a deal that could be restrictive for the team going forward if, in fact, what we saw in 2022 was the exception and not the rule. So if if I'm a Giants fan, I want Daniel Jones back because I liked a lot of what I saw, but I want him back on the franchise tag. Let's see you do it one more time, and if you can do it one more time and we build on 2022, then we'll discuss the long-term deal. See, my thing with Daniel Jones is it's more of a Brian Dable thing. If you brought in, like you said, this offensive guru, this quarterback genius or whatever – can't you and what he did with Josh Allen 
the problem with the, the Giants to me is that they don't have a pick until 26 in the first round. And that's a problem for them because they don't, I don't think, have enough ammo to move up. Because I feel like Dable's the kind of guy that after the combine this week, and we saw the athletic freak that is Anthony Richardson, right? Like he's a monster when it comes to running fast and jumping high and throwing far. The underwear Olympics, he's a gold medalist. Can't throw accurately. Only a 54% completion percentage. Same as Josh Allen when he was in college. Um, But if I'm Dable... I feel like he's one of the guys that says, that looks at a quarterback like that, or that looks at a quarterback like, I'm not saying Stetson Bennett, but if there was, if there was more, if there was a couple more quarterbacks that you could say, all right, he's not a first round pick, but he's a second round pick, maybe a late second, early third. Dable to me seems like the kind of guy that looks at a player like that and goes, I can fix that. Okay, but, uh, but using that logic, so it is a trust factor with Dable. If Brian Dable tells you, I really like what I see in Daniel Jones, and I want to work with him again this year because I think he could take an even bigger step. They would have signed him by now. No, 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 no. Not For if you $45 can. Five million dollars. Not, not if you can. Not if you can franchise him. Well, no, but I think if you. If What's you the better can business say, decision? Well, of course, the better okay, business. I'll, okay, I'll go back to that as well and say to you: if in fact the Giants do do what there is reports and give Daniel Jones the forty million a year, Dable's not going to sit here and. If, I don't believe they make a long-term deal with Daniel Jones unless they get the blessing of Brian Dable. Oh, absolutely. But And that's why I don't think they've done it yet because he might be like, well, I can, let's see, like you said, let's franchise him and yeah. see for another year. Or maybe they like a quarterback in the draft and say, hey, or they can just say, you know what, let's sign one of these, uh, let's sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's sign one of these other quarterbacks. Let's see, let's test the other market. There's other quarterbacks out there that they think they can fix. How does this affect the Bears and Justin Fields? I will ask that to Tom Waddle, and he will answer it. Coming Maybe. up next. Maybe. He will. No, Maybe. he'll answer it. Maybe. That's next. That's Maybe. next. Yes, yeah, nicely. Oh, okay, please. That's next. Shot or no shot with Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. And Shot or No Shot is brought to you by Club Hawthorne. Win $400 in NCAA tournament bets and Kentucky Derby bets while enjoying $4 Sam Adams beers. Details at HawthorneBettingBars.com. It's your cousin from Boston. Why are uh, your feet up on the table right my now? My feet are not up on the table. Uh, they are metaphorically up on the table because it is the Shay Norling hour, as I like to call it, on uh, Captain Jay Hood. Yeah, I mean, I listen. Uh, it is spring trading, so if you're just tuning in, I'm Adam Abdallah. That's Tom Waddle. We are in for Cap and Jay Hood. You'll get the guys later. Jay Hood and Sylvie will be here at 10 o'clock to cross talk with us. Then Bleck and Yurko will be on from noon to 2. Cap and Carmen, 2 to 6. And Tyler and Meller from 6 to 8 this evening. And it is now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shane Orling. Well, let's start with spring trading in this lineup. I don't know about the two of oh you. Boy. I am most excited for Cap and Carmen. Bum, 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 bum. bum, bum. Um, shot or no shot, that's the most exciting show. Well, I think I think it's the one show that we haven't heard, right? We've I, I, you and I have obviously worked together. Worked I think together. we did it, didn't we? Last spring trading, I you and I worked together in one did. of the spots. I know Bleck and Yurko did the and night know, show last year. Yeah, and I know that that Sylvie and and Jonathan did a show yeah. together at two to six. They did, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. so this is the combination that has yet to to set sail. Yes, and I think also. 
I did a show with Cap last time as well. I think Bleck needs to do a show. If Danny's listening, we need to rig it. So Bleck does the next show with Cap, preferably two to six. Bleck and Cap would be an electric factory. Well, I think Cap wants Boy, Dan- Cap Danny and I to... to- wait, wait, well, on, the, on the hate meter, does Cap hate Black more or Abdallah oh, more? Abdallah. No, really? Black. Oh, yeah. Black. Really? Without question. He didn't even blink. No Shay hesitation. He didn't even blink. Blink. He had no hesitation. I, I'm kind of offended by that. I thought he hated me. Is that me? a badge Listen, of honor? I thought gotta, he hated me more. You got to pump your cap antagonism up, pal. You're doing rookie numbers. Black's clearing I thought you. he hated me more. Black wow. is the Barry Bonds of being hated by cap. <laughs> we all know how much cap feels about Barry Bonds as well. You hear that, Danny? Black and cap. Next week, two to six. It's electric. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I think Calf and Carmen, the shot. Calf and Carmen, I think, is the one I'm looking yeah, forward to. Yeah, I think, it, again, uh, I think it's, it's, there's no, there, there has been no connection. Like, Cap and Carmen, you and I, like I said, have worked together. Yeah. The other groups have. Yeah. This is the first time, this is the first date for them. Yeah. This is the first date. It's a long date. It is, four hours. It's a long ride. This is not speed dating. It's a long ride. This is basically an engagement. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> four hours. Yeah, it's just an engagement. <laughs> All right, next shot or no shot. All right, boys. The Chiefs are not expected to place the franchise tag on Pro Bowl left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. He will likely test the market in free agency. He wanted a massive guaranteed deal last offseason. Instead, he played under the tag. There was all that talk about the Chiefs being frustrated with him. He's probably going to get $20 million or more per year. So shot or no shot. shot. With the Bears leading the league in cap space, <laughs> they should dip into the war chest yeah, for Orlando I, Brown. This, to me, is a no-brainer. Um, I get it. Are you maybe possibly overpaying a little bit? Fine. That's what you do when you have more cap space than everybody else and more needs than anybody else. I get your your point about, hey, I can trust Ryan Poles to identify good offensive linemen. But if if Ryan Poles believes that Orlando Brown Jr. is a good value, even at whatever price he's going to get as your left tackle, then I'm all in. I am all in. I think it makes a great statement. I think he's, he's been a four-time pro bowler. Um, I know that he's not unanimously, you know, based on pro football focus grades and all the other stuff. I think they, they may be able to poke holes in how gr- a good a player he is, but I'm all in, even if it's overpaying. I think shot as long as you structure the deal in a way that is beneficial to you now. You have the most money now. Let's front load the crap out of that there's, deal. There's no doubt because, look, it's a great point because... You have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah. So by the time the quarterback needs to get paid, maybe the the, the parameters of the contract will flip. Yes. I like like that point. to me. That's and then if you also like. But if isn't you look that at, the part of? Isn't that the job of the general manager to yes. see all of that? Yeah. It We're is. a couple of it knuckleheads is. sitting here at the table. You don't think Ryan Poles is sitting up at Hallis Hall going, "Look, what we need to do is front load the hell out of this contract because the quarterback's still on a rookie deal." I don't know because we've had people in that office before that didn't do that and gave you know. But uh, you told me Mike, you trusted Mike Glennon twelve million. So we were in the trust tree. I do. So, I, look, I trust him when it comes to evaluating the talent. I don't know about the the money you know what i mean like i don't know if he's like hey we're gonna give him 25 million a year just because i want him here or if he's gonna say hey let's give him x amount of money guaranteed and we front load it and he gets 25 million this year and then it's down to 20 the year after and then 15 the year after that and then 10 the year after that i'm with you totally with you on that front i think that's a very i think it's a very uh 
Savvy move on your behalf. Thank you. Savvy is an, is an adjective that I would use for you. Thank you. I, very savvy. I appreciate that. Shane, um, oh, no, let, sorry. No, go I got one more real go quick ahead. thought. Go Look, ahead. this is your left tackle needs to be a priority. You decided to move on from, from Roquan Smith, not because you, your personalities didn't mesh. Mm. Yeah, that, 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 was the, that was the smaller part. You didn't, want to play, you didn't want to pay $20 million a year for an off-ball linebacker, and he didn't fit the, the, the size, shape, and, and, and whatever of the, the head coach. Mm-hmm. So you saved that money. Mm-hmm. This is where you apply that money. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? So at uh, premier positions like that, yeah. for sure. Okay. All right, Jalen Carter continues to look like a less likely option for the Bears. We just saw on ESPN, even Todd McShay has him mocked now at 12 to the Texans outside of the top 10. Uh, I asked Captain Hood last week about Denver tackle Draymond Jones as a possible replacement going the free agent route with the three technique. Well, reporting from Brad Biggs, he's expected to get paid around $18 million a year. That would be an overpay. The Bears were going to overpay Larry Ogunjobi before the medicals stopped them. So shot or no shot. The Bears should overpay for a free agent defensive tackle with Carter out of the picture. So I don't necessarily think that Carter is out of the picture. Um, I think it's about what you're willing to deal with, right? Like, I I look at Todd McShay's newest mock draft. He has the Bears trading out twice, right? So he has the Bears trading first back to four and then back to seven with the Raiders and then them take him take them taking uh, Pete Skaronsky out of Northwestern, which we've heard has short arms. He's the T-Rex because he has so shorter... So is Rashawn Slater. Yeah, they, yeah, that's fine. And so... And then he he doesn't have, like you said, Shay, that he doesn't have Jalen Carter going till tw- Like, if you get to seven and Jalen Carter's still there... I'm not. I'm not ready to take him off my board. I'm not ready to not entertain thoughts of drafting him. I need to see more. I need to do more work. I need like at this point, it's premature. Yeah, I can't just you know say no, no chance. I think if Jalen Carter's still there at like, I think the Cardinals take him at three. Yeah, I, listen, it's it's, and if the they, Bears can't move out of four. I think they maybe take him at four. Like I don't, I don't think what he. It's now you have to like the caveat is this is the NFL and nothing matters. Yeah, you have to be able to separate the concept of him. This is what the NFL does. They find guys that 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 are great athletes and do what they ask them to do exceptionally well. From the yeah the the real life portion of this. Yes, and I think that look, I don't believe in the. He's young. Boys will be boys. We had people call in and say that your brain isn't fully developed until you're 28 years old. Listen, you are projected to be a top five pick in the NFL. You need to keep your head on straight and you need to not put yourself in a situation to be like street racing after a national. Totally fair statement with that. But but I wouldn't focus on the young part of it. I would focus on the immature side of yeah. it. You are much more immature at this stage. You make bad decisions versus when you're 25. Ask but the Memphis Grizzlies right now but with he's John a, Morant. I get that. John Morant's not a kid, but his decision-making has been awful. I get that. But the immaturity. Not, you are about, to me, this is like the dude that, that, that doesn't pass the drug test at the combine. It's like, what do you think? Like, you no know question. you're getting tested. That's, that's immaturity what and bad decisions. Like, you need bad to, decision you need to not put yourselves in those situations. And it's very unfortunate what happened to the people in the other car, but it doesn't change the fact that just like, he was charged with something, although it's not anything that he's going to really face jail time for, I don't think. 
it, it's to me, it's it's the same situation as what you're willing to put up with, right? The Cubs were willing to put up with Araldis Chapman to win a championship. The White Sox are willing to put up with Mike Clevenger. Whoever drafts Brandon Miller is going to have to put up with it. And Brandon Miller is the best player in college basketball, hands down. And someone is going to have to put up with that. So to me, it, it's a, I don't think that they, it's a no shot, I think. Because I think if Jalen Carter's there at seven, they're going to take him well, at seven. And, and, I, and I think that, that McShay is, is, is buying what you're saying because in, in his mock, as you said, they trade down to four and then they trade down again to seven yeah. with, the, with the Raiders and, and part of McShay's evaluation. He does have them taking Skaronsky, the tackle from Northwestern, but he says alternate, uh, alternatively, excuse me, this would, of course, be a perfect fit for Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. If Chicago is comfortable with its homework on the still unclear off-field situation after Carter was arrested for what he was. McShay says, I had Carter landing with the Bears at number four in my last mock, but there's too much we don't know right now about what's next for him. Exactly. Shay. All right, last night in the NBA, two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference faced off the Celtics and Cavaliers. The Cavs won in overtime in a thriller. It also had, Tom, one of the most embarrassing moments I can remember ever seeing in the NBA. The Celtics' eighth man, eighth man, Grant Williams, got fouled with .8 seconds left in a 109-109 tie. He decided he was going to get in Donovan Mitchell's face, say, I'm going to make both. He missed both. That's awesome. They lost in overtime. That's shot awesome. or no shot. This is the perfect know your role moment. I would say shot. Don't talk until it like don't talk crap until you've completed the like this is the we're gonna take we're gonna take the ball and we're gonna win, right? As the Matt Hasselbeck yeah, move. Yeah, that's the yeah. And so yeah, you don't want to put yourself in that situation where you have the chance to miss. Like, say that after you make the two free throws. But, Shay, your question is about if this is if, if, if this is Jason Tatum, you're cool with it because he's their elite number one guy. And he's probably going to make both. Well, I mean, whether he does or not, you would have less problem with him because you're, he's your best player, not your eighth best player. Right. When you're the eighth best player and you're getting in the other team's best player's face yeah. to say, I'm going to hit both. One, that's probably why you missed both. No, it's not. Two. No, it's not, that's not the reason. <laughs> oh. No. Um, look, I would say be you, to, to quote Matt Nagy. Like, if you are that guy, then, then be that guy. I'm not that guy. Whether I was Jason Tatum or I was Williams, I wouldn't have said that. But if that's who you are, I mean, what are you going to do? That's fair. And just to be the uh, Tony Reale, uh fact-checking someone on Twitter said that uh, Cap and – it was Nick on Twitter. It says Cap and Carmen was, uh, did – spring trading last year. Oh, they did. I didn't know that. For two hours, and Carmen and Cap uh, went after another, and it got heated. I did Four not. I don't remember that. that. See, that's why I'm telling you, this is the well, that's show That's by far, day. yeah. That's by yeah. far. That is must, that's must listen radio. I think anybody radio. with Cap is, is going to be the, because uh, it, it has the chance to get heated, and it has a chance for uh, someone to... I worked with Cap. Remember to, we had the golf tournament, the t- golf event? Yeah. Way out in yeah. wherever we were. But it has were. a chance for, for him to throw his headphones it's at freezing. you. freezing. But I worked with him, and there yeah. were no sparks. Anything else, Shay? Or is that it? 
That's, That's it. it. That shot or no shot is brought to you by Club Hawthorne. Win $400 in NCAA tournament bets and Kentucky Derby bets while enjoying $4 Sam Adams beers. Details at HawthorneBettingBars.com. We'll go around the NFL next. Spring, spring, spring trading days on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000Chicago. It is spring trading. That's why you're hearing me, Adam Abdallah, and that man, Tom Waddle. And it's time to go around the NFL. Here's Shane Orling. Shane? All right, well, let's start with the biggest moving piece in the NFL offseason. Lamar Jackson uh, is going to be franchise tagged today. I believe non-exclusive. Do we have official word, Adam, whether it'll be exclusive or non-exclusive? We do not. It's, uh, what, 2 o'clock is the deadline? Yeah, they're gonna, they've said they're going to take this up to the deadline, but he will be tagged. If it is non-exclusive, they're tagging him to trade him, right? Yes, I think so. I've said this all along. I think that they've told you how they feel about him. They like him, but they don't want to meet his requests. And they mm-hmm. haven't been able to find common ground with him at this point. What what do you guys believe will will make their decision different than what it was prior? He decides to take a pay cut. Well, he's not going to do that. He told you that. that. Like, listen, yeah. I don't know what the situation was. I knew he was, was hurt. There was some. I mean, wasn't there conjecture and talk that he could have played in the postseason or that they were hoping he was going to play? He didn't even travel with the team. For the playoff game, did he? No. I don't think he was there. So that tells you kind of where they're at. Playoff game. Playoffs. And he wasn't. And I, Look, I'm not placing blame on him. What I'm doing is giving you a little, little texture here with how rocky the situation is. I don't understand how all of a sudden now the Baltimore Ravens are going to say, you know what, Lamar, you were right. What do you want? We're going to give it to you. I think what they're going to do is trade him. Well, here's what happens, right? I went through these teams yesterday that need a quarterback right now. Houston, Indianapolis, Vegas, Carolina, and I could argue Atlanta. Atlanta. You don't argue that that's reality. It is and it isn't, right? I don't think that Atlanta trades up if they don't trade for Lamar. I think they just stick with Desmond Ritter and see what they have. And if they're bad again, then they're in the Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. The Atlanta Falcons thought they they had. Deshaun Watson. So now I think it helps the Bears if they do trade for Lamar Jackson because then that means that the Ravens have the eighth overall pick and it's probably going to cost them Atlanta's 2023 and 2024 pick. So then the Ravens would take their 2023 and 2024 pick and could possibly trade that sure. with the Bears yeah. and the Bears trade back from one to six, to eight. I don't think the Falcons, what I'm trying to say is I don't think the Falcons are trading up for a quarterback. I do. You do? I think it's very likely. Well, no, trade with Lamar. I don't think they're yes. going to trade. I don't think they're going to trade up with the Bears. The draft. Okay. In the draft. Okay. Yes. I think if they don't get Lamar, they're sticking with Ritter. Or maybe signing someone in know. free agency. Listen, think about who they signed as... as no, I, I listen. I, I I think it's more. I'm with you. I think it's more likely that Carolina. Frank Reich is there. You know, they had a history of, at the Colts of trying to you know patchwork that thing with veterans. Yeah, I think it's more likely that the Colts would, or excuse me, the uh, Panthers would jump up than the Falcons. Mm-hmm. But I think the Falcons. I think the Falcons are a very 
very likely destination for a trade with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, okay. I can see that. That's fine. Shake. You know who's looming over the offseason, too, that we haven't talked as much about, and it, it fits into this conversation? Jimmy Garoppolo. Nobody's saying a word about him. I think he kind of goes, he's one of the last few to, to spin off the quarterback yeah. back carousel. I think he's, because he's just fine, right? He's not, well, you have to be concerned that he can stay healthy. I think he's a good player. He's never become the guy that I thought he was going to be. Maybe partially because of the the injury issues, mm-hmm. he's also been in a great environment with with San Francisco and with uh, Shanny. I always go back to the playoff game where he almost threw two interceptions and Shanahan then ran the ball forty times. That was against the Packers, right? Yeah, I think they like, ended up throwing the ball like six times all exactly, game, didn't they? Exactly. And so I could see him either ending up in Washington, if that's the case, maybe in uh, Baltimore. If they end maybe up trading Lamar, maybe, maybe the New Jets, York. if the thing with Aaron Rodgers doesn't if materialize. If Rodgers tell his, tells his punter friend that he wants to stay with the Packers and then maybe the Jets go with Jimmy Garoppolo, they could do that. So, I think Goody wants out <laughs> up there. I think like if Aaron Rodgers comes back and says, guys, I'm back, I think Goody's like, Damn. So I think he's one of the last few. Like he's still riding the carousel by himself. Like him and him and Baker Mayfield are just like, why are we still here? Why does What's he care? He's the most handsome guy in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. He knows he's going to get paid be 15, 20 million. Exactly. He's, exactly. He'll ride in with a big that big you know, you know what eating grin. He signed <laughs> his contract and probably go out and win ten games and then get hurt. Absolutely. Shay. Uh, all right. Per Rich Eisen, there are also some rumors about former Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady, the most shocking rumor from the Combine. I brought this up a couple weeks ago because Mike Florio said something similar. The most shocking rumor to Rich Eisen at the Combine, Tom Brady may not be done done with football. The Miami Dolphins are a destination. saw that yesterday. Um, I, look, I, I guess, you know, it's, it ain't over till it's over. I think, I, I don't think he's coming back. I hope he doesn't. I mean, like he did. File, he did file his, his his retirement papers, which you know you can always rescind them. But that's usually the first sign. Like Gronk still hasn't filed his. Usually, it's the sign that a player has come to didn't, the conclusion. Didn't Jay not file his papers for a couple of years that either? Wasn't he like, "Do yeah. I have to?" Didn't he ask you guys? He didn't know that whether well, or not. Yeah, but Jay was to. also you know mid thirties and was either, you know yeah. was thinking that there was still going to be another opportunity yeah. and wanted to keep his options open. Yeah. I don't see it happening, but like Tom Brady is. Doesn't he become a one circus of a kind. clown He's a little bit one. if he comes He's back? He's already a circus clown. Did you can't you see do him it the twice. other day? He was at the he was he at the MMA fight the other night, and the dude's cheeks were more sucked in, even more. He's getting all that fat sucked out if there is this two percent that's left on what his is body. That, the, the buckle fat surgery is that yeah, what they call he's it? He's getting whatever. He's his face is looking. He's looking more and more like Let's, a skeleton. I, I'm more concerned. I'm, I'm less concerned with that than I am his ability to throw the deep out, to yeah. stand in the pocket. He looked fearful for his own life in the pocket in the last several games at the Bucks. Yeah. He just didn't. He finally looked human. I saw Bucks beat reporters saying that, saying that he was scared to yes. take hits, and that's why he was releasing the ball so yeah. fast. Right, and I mean, like he was throwing. He was. I dirt think he's it. done. He was dirting it even when it's not time to dirt it. I think he's done. Shit. I did too. All right, do we have good news for David Montgomery's future as a Chicago Bear? Because Tony Pollard got tagged, and so did Josh Jacobs. I don't think either of them are going anywhere. News? 
Well, for his future as a Bear, for his future. He gets to stay in Chicago. Maybe not good news for the Bears, Waddle. Depends on how you feel. Um, look, I think they like him up there because he's a hard worker. He's a great guy. And, and I think there's talent there. I just, what do you, what's it going to cost me, Shay? $8 million a year, nah, maybe? I'm not giving him $8 million a year. I, it, listen, you can argue that the kid that, that, that they have there is a better runner. Uh, David Montgomery is a much better blocker Cody and a better Herbert. receiver, yes. Mm-hmm. But they need, they need a Tony Pollard type. You know, like, Khalil Herbert is not very good or hasn't been very good in pass protection. He hasn't been a great receiver. They need to find a guy that they... Like, look at what Kansas City did. And they're a tough comp, uh, uh, comp because... They do everything well. Yeah. But they got a running back in Pacheco who can also receive it. But then McKinnon is a guy that they have, uh, Jarek McKinnon, that is a fabulous receiver mm-hmm. out of the backfield. And they can, you know, mix and match with those guys. I think that David Montgomery and, and Khalil Herbert are basically the same guy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Again, I think that Montgomery is a better, a slightly better receiver and certainly a much better blocker. But if he'd be willing to take million. if he'd be willing to take five million. I okay, think I, but then, I'd be fine with it. But you still need a guy that is who's your receiving back. You still have to find a guy that I is know. more of a threat coming out of the backfield as a receiver as well. I know. Just I, draft somebody. Yeah, just draft okay. somebody. Just draft somebody. I'm with you. So draft somebody and then just say, David, it's been great. We appreciate your dedication. You were a good player for yeah. us, but we don't have $8 million in our budget for that. Not for running back. For that position. I like him. He's a good player, but not for $8 million. Yeah. No, thank you. Not for me. Listen, I'd rather overpay Orlando Brown as yeah. your left tackle. Oh, yeah. Than... Because here's the thing. If you improve your offensive line and Justin Fields gets better, your running game automatically gets better. Automatically. Boom. It Agreed. doesn't matter who's back Boom. there. That's a great point. You're full of great points today. It's early. I think it's early. I think your brain is early. stimulated the earlier. It's early. I, like, I have bit. a lot of energy right I've now. I know co- I'm. I know I'm gonna like. There's gonna be a fizzle point today. I've had enough coffee to kill a small goat, yeah. so that might be it. But you know, we'll see. I'll crash at like eleven when I get home. Yeah. When you're doing yard work at 11. Ew. All right, uh, Adam, I heard you talking about this last night on your show with uh, Chris Black. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been strangely quiet. They have not said anything. They really don't have many options. They can't restructure many of their contracts. They have no cap space. They don't have any draft capital. They have very few options to get better. So the question becomes... They're just last year's Bears, right? Yes, no question. I was just yeah. going to say that. So I think to the bottom. Yeah, my philosophy on the the uh, the Bucks this year is let's start looking at their roster and start going shopping, right? Like let's Vita Vea. What's like, on that? Like, that, like Mike uh, or was uh, it Mike Evans? I don't want Mike Evans. No, I'm saying like you've got Evans. a lot of high priced players that may be looking. They may be looking to move. Yes, I'm not interested in that. Well, at not, this point. not Mike Evans, but you look at Avita Vea. You look at guys like that that they could that they could move off from. I think that that's a that's a destination where like you look at Baker Mayfield. He ends up there or something like that, and he goes, "Hey, you know, like we're not going to be good." And they they come back and they go with Caleb Williams and they get Drake May or something like that. Like they're. I don't think that they're the reason you haven't heard anything is because I feel like they're going to be the ones that are like the Bears where they start if they start getting offers, even if it's middle of the year. I mean, look, the Bears didn't trade Roquan and Robert Quinn until, you know, half before the deadline. So I think that you keep an eye on and you start picking off some of those contracts or maybe they start releasing some guys and you just pick apart the Tampa Bay Bucks and it could be to the Bears advantage because just because they've been so quiet. They haven't done anything. Well, listen, the, the trade of this first overall selection as well may include 
existing players on other teams, too. Mm -hmm. So, I I mean, I think this is the benefit of having not only draft currency, but so much money to spend in free agency as well. That maybe it's not signing a free agent, but maybe it's being able to absorb a contract of a player that is no longer part of the plan in some other city. Mm -hmm. And I think that you saw that in a lot of other places. Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a reason why Tyreek Hill was available. Stephon Diggs was available mm-hmm. a year before. I'm really interested in a potential trade with the Carolina Panthers because if the Panthers want to move up from where they're at, mm-hmm. that may include an existing player. Yeah. There's a couple of guys on their roster that I'd be interested in. Brian Burns willing. has been the name that's yeah. been yeah. thrown around. And mm-hmm. listen, if they're willing to move off of him, I'm very interested. I find it hard to believe that they would be able to be willing to move on from him. Yeah. But it's twenty. going to be twenty nine. I think that's not too. Old. Oh no, I don't. Is I don't Brian think Burns? so. I thought he was much younger than that. You may be right, Shay, but I mean that sounds twenty four. Yeah, he's on his first I, contract. I, must, I was thinking yeah. of somebody else, different guy. Maybe it's the receiver DJ Moore that you're thinking uh, about. DJ Moore's twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, so there's two guys yeah. that you know. For me, that could fill needs. If you are looking to make a deal with Carolina, those guys would be in front of my brain. I think we can ask Albert Breer about that. What's more likely that the Bears trade this pick for more picks or trade this pick for more picks and maybe a few players. We'll talk to Albert Breer coming up next. Here's today's headlines Headline. with Captain Jay Hood. Hey, that's my cue. It's sitting over here slacking. Bulls uh, off last night. It was a good uh, respite for me as well. I didn't have to watch that nonsense. Uh, back in action tomorrow in Denver. Blackhawks won 5-zip over Ottawa. Uh, first win since Kaner's been dealt. Uh, the Chiefs not expected to place the franchise tag on Pro Bowl left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. We'll ask Albert Breer about whether or not the Bears have a chance of re-signing re-sign- him, not re-signing him. And police in Glendale, Colorado are investigating Grizzly star John Morant for his actions on Instagram Live over the weekend. The Glendale Police Department investigating whether Morant broke any gun laws. Those are your headlines this morning. This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. Hello. Football on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bert. Albert Breer. Hey, Bert. Senior NFL writer for SI.com joins Cap'n Jay Hood. Bert's it. What? You're it, Bert. On ESPN 1000. What do you mean I'm it? We well, see, that's the game. I just tagged you, and you're it until you tag somebody else. Albert Breer. No, no, I'm not playing a game. I'm reading, Ernie, and I'm not it. Okay. On Chicago's Home for Sports. But Bert is it. Albert Breer joins Cap'n J. Hood every Tuesday at 835. We are not Cap'n J. Hood. No, we're not. That's Tom Waddle. I'm Adam Abdallah. You hear J. Hood and Sylvie coming up at 10 o'clock, followed by Bleck and Yurko at noon. Cap and Carmen at 2 and Tyler and Meller at 6 o'clock. Is this the part where we ask Albert if he needs to stay at our house or would like to go to dinner with us? I mean, we can. <laughs> we can see if he wants to get like a brunch with us maybe, yeah. like a boozy brunch or something. Isn't that once, Cap's move? Like once we hey, get Albert, into, you in town? You want to stay at my house? Like, Albert, when can you get, like when's the time between now and the end of the, like the start of the draft? When can you just say, you know what, I'm going to enjoy a boozy brunch today? Are you guys like? Uh, are you guys trying to taint Cap and, and Jay Hood as, as creeps? Because it does sound kind of creepy, like when you put it all together. <laughs> not, not Jonathan. 
<laughs> yeah, cap. The, the dinner part's normal, I feel like. Hey, we're going to be in the same city. We're all there. Let's get together for a dinner or something like that. Yep. That's fine. But, like, I mean, come on. You're, I mean, you can get a hotel, right? I think, I think Cap was just being very friendly in it was, his it was, nature. It was, it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I, but that, that Marriott by the facility is beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, when I come through for training camp. So uh, I, I was actually all set, but I appreciated the offer. But, but but you're right. When you put it all together, you know, like you put all the offers together, it does maybe maybe, maybe I have maybe I have a stalker and I didn't even know. Albert, it. if he ever says put the lotion in the basket, then you know you need run. to run the other direction. Run, okay, run. that's all. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the Chiefs yesterday, uh, we find out that they are not going to be putting the franchise tag on Orlando Brown, meaning he will become mm-hmm. a free agent. Is this so they can negotiate with him, or is he actually going to become a free agent and someone the Bears have a chance at? Well, I, yes, he, I, I think he will become a free agent because for, you know, 99 guys out of 100, if you get to this point, you're this close to free agency, you've taken on all the injury risk. It almost makes no sense for you not to go and test the market, you know. And so um, the fact that, you know, he's going to make it past the 4 p.m. deadline without a franchise tag today, I think tells you what you need to know about what's going to happen and, and, and his availability next week. The reason the Chiefs did this was because they want a long-term answer this year um, at left tackle. And they're not saying that Orlando Brown can't be the long-term answer. It's just at his asking price, they didn't want to do it. And so, you know, I, part of this is, you know, go see what your worth is, Orlando, and then, you know, we'll reassess. And Orlando doesn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have to give them the right of first refusal. But, you know, I know that they'd be interested if, you know, the market is where, where their offer has been. And they'd be interested in doing a long-term deal with them. Um, and if not, like, then they, you know, go and, and find somebody else, whether it's, you know, somebody like maybe a Donovan Smith or somebody at the bottom of the first round, you know, and I think, you know, the Northwestern tackle, the Ohio State tackle, the, the Georgia tackle, the left tackles from those schools are probably going to be gone by the time they're picking, but there could be an, an acceptable answer there at the end of the first round. And so really for Kansas City, this isn't saying like Orlando Brown was a bad player for us the last two years. It's just you know they that they have a they have a disagreement on his worth and you know really the 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 Chiefs wanted to be done going year to year with this they yeah. want to come out of this off season with a long term answer a left tackle whoever that long term answer is uh, obviously Albert uh, Ryan Poles has tremendous knowledge of who Orlando Brown Jr. is more likely that he is a Chief in twenty twenty three or a Bear I mean I don't mind. I I, I want to say Bear. Because I, I think like the ship may have sailed with the Chiefs, just because when you get to the to the market, things can go bonkers a little bit. And um, look, like, do I think he's an elite left tackle? No. Um, is he a competent left tackle? Sure. You know, and um, so like those sorts of players don't usually make it to the market. If you look at the next three tackles, actually, Tom, like I, they're they're all right tackles. You know, right. it's Mike McGlinchey, it's Juwan Taylor. Um, and I'm missing one. I, I can't think of who the third one is there. But those three, the three, three top guys in the market are all right tackles, you know. And so, um, you know, guys with you know extensive starting experience at left tackle generally don't make it to the market. And you know, I think that puts a team like the Bears in play, especially with the background that Ryan Poles has and. And, and the obvious need that they have, you know, on that offensive line. At, towards the end of the combine, the, the smoke pretty much became a full-fledged fire with the Bears and what they're going to be able to get for this first-round pick. And Poles has quotes out there saying that he wants a 24 and a 25 first-round pick for this first overall pick. Is it more likely 
that they trade this pick for more picks or that a trade involves a team that's trying to offload some bigger contracts and also some picks? Well, I think if it's going to include a contract, it's going to have to happen soon. You know, and I when I when I talked to to Ryan and uh, to Matt Eberflus on Saturday, it didn't seem like they were in any rush to move the pick. Um, you know, I think one of the one of the complications with including you know a, a veteran player in the deal is a salary cap, and the the salary cap for twenty twenty three goes into effect beginning of the league year, middle of next week. So you would think if there's going to be some some veteran with a big contract as part of this deal, whoever it is then like I think both sides would want to have that done early in the league year so that can allow them to do other things in free agency trades, all that stuff. So um, I think the likelihood remains that it's probably going to be a package of picks. And that's not to say there isn't a veteran involved, but I, I just like to look at where the Bears are right now. And they need volume. Like they need players, not a single player. And so – you know, and I, I think you know. You look at where they're at. They've got a ton of money that they can spend in free agency. Um, you know, but really, this is going to be about building with younger players across the board. And um, so, you know, I, I think Ryan Pohl's preference here would be to get as many picks out of this single pick as he possibly can. And in talking to him, you know, they've engaged with three teams um, so far. The feeling is there could wind up being more involved. And they have seven players that they view as worthy of the first overall pick, which I think sort of paints how far they'd be willing to go down. Um, and I, I think it does put, you know, the, 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 the Colts in play at four, the Texans in play at two, the, the, the Panthers in play at three. So they should have some suitors. Albert, when you say that they, they think there are seven guys, are those, is that including quarterbacks? Obviously, they're not in pursuit of a quarterback. Yeah, it is, but I, you know, like that doesn't mean it's all four quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Right. Like so, and that's sort of the math that you have to do in your in your head if you're if you're the Bears. It's well, let's say they're, and I don't know what the number is, but let's say they only have two quarterbacks among the nine, right? And let's say that you think, or among the seven, and let's say you think four are going to go in the top ten. Well, that means that you can drop down to nine or ten. You know, like and feel like right. pretty comfortable that you're going to wind up getting one of your seven players. So, yes, it does include quarterbacks. I just don't know how many quarterbacks are among those seven. It could be four. It could be zero. With the, the combine in the rearview mirror, Albert, what has changed from your perspective with regard to how the rest of the league looks at this class? So I would say, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I think that the top players, like the top position players, Things didn't change much. Um, you know, I think it's still Jalen Carter and Will Anderson at the top. Um, if you're just talking about the on-field stuff, right. obviously there's sure. a lot to sort throughout the field with Carter. Um, Tyree Wilson, I think some teams view him, the, te- the defensive end from Texas Tech, as being in that class. And then I think after that there's some disagreement. You know, there's the Clemson D-line and there's the, the, the offensive tackles that I mentioned. Um, you know, one thing that I think is really obvious at the top is there are defensive pressure players. Um, you know, guys, guys, guys for your defensive front, Anderson and Carter and Wilson. You know, again, the Clemson guys um, that you know I, I think are are in that group. And then after that, you probably have the three offensive tackles. You know, and so you know, I, I think if you're looking for defensive linemen, offensive linemen, and you're picking the top ten, you're probably going to be comfortable getting one of them. Where things probably did shift a little bit was with the quarterbacks, and you know, I, I, 
I, you know, CJ Stroud still got a lot of questions to answer, but man, he looked good throwing it, and his meetings were awesome. You know, from from what I understand, his meetings went really, really well. Anthony Richardson, everybody liked him in his meetings, but I think he showed again that he still does have a way to go, ways to go. But his off, his athletic testing was obviously off the charts. So, you know, I think if you like this quarterback class coming in you probably maybe even like it a little bit more. And if you're uncomfortable with Bryce Young's size, you're probably looking at this and you're saying to yourself, God, those other guys are enticing if we can develop them a right. little bit. He looked like he was standing next to C.J. Stroud, honestly. I was just watching oh, the coming. Yeah. He looked like his little brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he that, there's that much difference size-wise I mean, between him and some of the others. See it, like, if you guys really want to see it, pull up the Heisman ceremony photo. Um, from 2021 when he won the Heisman, right? And look at it, and you can see, I think it was Aiden Hutchinson, C.J. Stroud, um, and there was another, I can't remember who the, the fourth finalist was, but there were four finalists there. And, like, you looked at it, and, like, Aiden looked, like, markedly bigger than C.J., and then C.J. towered over Bryce. And C.J. is like a, He's, he's, he's got good size for a quarterback, but right. we're not talking about Cam Newton here. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the thing about it. And, and there's just not a lot of precedent for it. Like, if you look at it, like, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks under 6'1", period, who don't run, like, 4'5", or faster, that make it in the NFL. And you're, you're really, if you boil it down, you're talking about Drew Brees. You know what I mean? Right. And if you're drafting first overall, I mean, maybe he's Brees. You know, he's got a lot of Brees qualities, but, man, like, when you're talking about precedent, like that's a narrow path you're walking. Yeah. Albert Breer joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. It is Tom Waddle, Adam Abdallah. It is spring training in for Cap and Jay Hood today. Before we let you go, I love when the guys ask you this uh, at the end of the interview. Anything in your phone from the combine that you want to tell us that you haven't shared with anybody else? Maybe you want to break <laughs> some Lamar Jackson news. Oh, yeah, knows? there you go. We, we won't tell anybody. It's just us talking here at dinner. Like, what do you want to say to us? Yeah, I, I think that, like, so here, here's where I, I think the quarterback market over the next um, week is going to be interesting. Um, I, I would say the Lamar thing, yeah, I just, nothing's preventing teams from calling them. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think that's going to be part of the equation for Eric DaCosta. And, you know, if you're Atlanta, if you're Carolina, do you consider it? You know what I mean? Like, do you look at it and say, you know, even if Lamar's only got three or four years left at this level and that the, the hits are going to you know, take their toll is it worth it to do that? You know, that's sort of the way you're thinking on Lamar. Um, and, you know, I, I think that this all affects, like, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, like, I, I, I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's sort of, if Lamar goes back to Baltimore and Aaron's going to New York or Green Bay or staying in Green Bay, well, you know, like, does Jimmy Garoppolo wind up in Houston? Does he wind up with the Jets? Does he wind up with the Raiders? Um, you know, I just think there's a lot of moving pieces right now, more than normal, you know, in the quarterback market. And so what happens with Lamar, what happens with Ryan Tannehill, what happens with um, Jimmy Garoppolo, a lot of that's still sort of left to be determined. And, and it could wind up affecting what happens right there in Chicago because, you know, if one of these teams is picking in the top ten that needs a quarterback, lines up with one of the veterans, does that mean they're off the table when it comes to a trade? That's part of all of this too. Thanks for your time, Albert. We appreciate it. Thanks, Albert. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. That's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. He joins Cap and Jay Hood every Tuesday at 835. you got to hurry up because I'm, no, getting, I'm no, getting I'm just saying there's one the name we haven't mentioned that we've got to mention when we come back. We will. And we've got something special for you coming up next.